Good morning and welcome to episode 132 of Martin Uncut. Today it's April the 22nd, 2022. Today's episode is Obsidian one year later. I left my good old note-taking application Evernote roughly a year ago, back in episode 75 that I recorded in April 20 last year, and it was titled Old Out of Evernote. I talked about my migration from Evernote into DevonThink, and I use DevonThink as an archive for all of those old Evernote notes. Everything new has uh, then been created in Obsidian after this time, and I use Obsidian for a lot of different notes. But it's still not my only note-taking application. I use other note-taking applications too. But let's take a look at uh, which and how I use at this point in time, and how they are used in my workflow. It's one of the handful of applications I use every day. Obsidian, that is. Obsidian is one of the applications I use every day. I may not create notes every day, but I am most likely updating or working on notes every day. And I am definitely reading notes every day. The structure I have set up so far is kind of a tree-based structure where I link out from a root page or a root node. And I call that my index page or index node. And yes, I am an old web developer. So that is, of course, why, why it's called index. And from this node, I link out to other subpages. And these subpages, they can be projects, can be customers, it can be other themes. And from these subpages, I then link out even further. So you can imagine that I have this tree that just grows and it branches off in many, many different layers. But it can also be seen as a mind map with essentially this index node in the middle and then it branches off. And if you look at the graph, um, Obsidian has this built-in graph to, to view your vault. Of course, the index node is very central, even though it may not have super many links compared to some other nodes, but it's, uh, it's very central. All the page in my system, they're not linked, but the majority is. And the reason it is like that is because that is how I work when I want to find something. I either know exactly which node I want to go to, and I, then I just open it immediately by using you know, a short command, um, Mac O, I think it is. And I can just enter the name and I get immediately to that node. But if I don't know exactly which node I want to, I usually need to click down in this tree or this link. And that is how my associative brain works. Um, so that is why I, I do it like this. One example where I have a lot of notes is the notes for, for this podcast. All the scripts uh, or all episodes, they have their own notes. So you can imagine now I am on uh, episode 132, which means I have at least uh, 60 or so, 65 episode notes around just the podcast. 
it, it's really nice for me to have them grouped like this because I can easily find them. Um, but I also have notes grouped in a folder structure. Um, that is because it makes sense to do that. So the files, they are actually physically placed in folders and you can use that in Obsidian too. And in this case, I just have maybe a handful or two of folders. And again, one is for this podcast and there is one for literature notes and, and the, the folders where I, or the, the areas or topics where I will see that I have a lot, a lot of notes, I move into a specific folder because that makes a natural grouping. I also have a few tags, but I don't have super many. And I use them with care. And the reason I do that is because if I look back to Evernote, I had a lot of tags and I really had tag hell. I never really could use my tags for anything because I had so many tags um, and they were not consistently used, which meant that if I had a note and I added a tag to this note, uh, let's say I added football to a note. Uh, I would find a few football notes, but not all football notes because I wasn't consequent or I didn't have a way to be consequent with these tags. So I really had tag hell and they were just annoying and didn't help me at all. So they were more contraproductive than anything else. Today, I use more links uh, to actually tie things together. If I think I will have something like a tag, I use a link to a page that doesn't exist yet. And that means that if I in the future need to create that page or anything, that can be a type of grouping page that will then connect all of these different pages. So that is just the, the strategy I use. There is a few tags, but it's not the central thing for me to, to find my notes. I create a ton of notes straight in Obsidian. But it's not the only way I get notes in here. I also use other tools. And one is Draft, for example. And um, Draft is a text editor that is really designed to easily and quickly capture text. And then when you have captured the text, you actually send that text onwards to somewhere else. And that's somewhere else that could be to your email client if it's an email, email you wrote. It can be to Twitter if it was a tweet you wrote, or it can be into Obsidian. And the way I work with Obsidian is that I often capture things in draft, and then I shoot these things into Obsidian using draft actions. And these draft actions is something that you can customize, of course. And... I have customized them and I have created a handful, a multiple of these actions that is, is doing different things. So one, for example, is taking the text from draft and creates a new note in my inbox in Obsidian. And what does that mean? You, yeah, and it's an inbox. It's something I clarify and organize and, and put in the right place in my system. And that's something that I make sure that I've done at every weekly review so that the inbox is nice and clean, nice and tidy. All new notes, they end up in the inbox because they should be in a good quality before they hit my note-taking system. I don't want to get to Evernote again. Another action I have is when I find good ideas. It could be something that I want to talk about in this podcast. Then I write a quick note in drafts 
and I click the action and it ends up in a specific note in the end of a specific note where I have all my ideas. And then I can process them and deal with them and prepare them for this podcast. I also have the same thing for quotes and, and other things. So I have quite a few actions in drafts and that is the main way actually for me to get things into Obsidian if I don't write them immediately. The thing is, the, the thing, things I place in Obsidian is actually only things that is produced by me. It's only text and notes that I have written. I don't do web clippings. I don't take things from books or things like that and place into Obsidian. Yes, it can be notes about books. Yes, it can be notes about web pages. But it's all done by my thinking and my writing. So it's my text, my knowledge. Because if I start to put things from web pages and stuff like that, that type of reference material into Obsidian, I will once again have Evernote hell. And I don't want to have that. So it's only things that I write and I link together. Yes, I can definitely do clippings, I can do downloads, and then I file them in my reference system in DevonThink, and then I can link to these things from my notes. So that is a really good thing. So I only keep things that I've written myself. I also have a small writing application called Bear, and that's an application that I canceled, but then I just realized, oh no, I need this for my, for my life. And this is an application I use when I do a little more long-form writing. So if I write a blog post, if I write a newsletter or something like that, I feel that I do a better work if I do that writing into Bear instead of writing it somewhere else. It's just how it becomes. It's, I don't know why really. And I really, really like Bear. So that's an, an application I have in my, my workflow as well. But the texts that comes out of Bear, they usually stay in Bear. Um, they are published somewhere else and then they stay there. So there is a big archive of blog post articles. There is other things in Bear that I can go in and look at. My Obsidian is not uh, filled up with a ton of add-ons. I use the main vanilla functionality. The few plugins that I have that I really use, it's DataView. And data view is essentially a small plugin that can look into your notes and create a view for you based on the data in these notes. So for example, if I have a long list of literature notes, I can write some metadata in the top of the, these notes and the data viewer plugin can pull that information out and create a list, for example, that I can sort in different ways. So that is a really handy plugin that I, I have uh, in a few different places. I don't use it overly much, but in some places it's really nice to use. I also use a plugin called the Better Word Count. Uh, and that is just a small plugin that counts the words and characters that you have in the note. And that's sometimes something I use to define the size of something. So if I want to have a podcast episode that is two minutes long, I know roughly how many words there is in, in, in a script for that. So that can be a good, good pointer. So that one I use a lot. I also had advanced tables, which is an extension to help you create markdown tables. Markdown is a fantastic format, but it sucks when it comes to tables. 
and the advanced table plugin helps you format your tables a little bit easier. That is the three plugins that I use. There is, of course, a few more that I installed and tried, but I don't really use them. So it's data view, better word count, and advanced tables. That's the daily drivers. And after a year, I am still using the same theme that I actually chose day two or three or something like that. And that is a Cybertron theme. It's a dark theme with... bluish color of the fonts really and i really like this theme uh, for almost everything but except when i'm exporting data and that is actually one of the really poor sides with uh, obsidian yes it's a a markdown format you can easily get your data out but it can't export it nicely it's using the theme when you export data at least partly so when i export something i have in my uh, Obsidian, it looks really crappy. So I, I don't really like that. And it's it's a nice theme to work in, not to export. Another thing that I did in the beginning of my Obsidian journey was that I had multiple vaults. And a vault is essentially a database of files. So I created one for my notes, like my personal notes, where I wrote about my kids, my work, customers, projects, different themes. and linked all of these things up and then i had another one where i kept my personal knowledge management so essentially notes around uh, books i read and different topics that i linked together and i tried to build up a settled custom system inside this pkm database i ended up not using that very much and that is more or less retired i still have it around but I never go into it anymore. The um, plan is to move out all my literature notes from this PKM database into my normal database, essentially, and have them there because the literature notes is quite nice to come back and look at. Otherwise, I only have this one personal vault. I have one shared vault uh, for a shared Obsidian vault with the guys in the Smarter podcast. We have that on a Dropbox, and I would say that that is one of the very big uh, problems with Obsidian. You can't really share your work. You can't have multiple people working on the same vault. You will run into different type of problems, like conflicting changes. You will have issues with files vanishing and things like that. So that is not working at all, I would say. It's very, very dangerous. I, I needed to go into the Dropbox history and restore files sometimes because that's what has happened. So that, that is one of the real drawbacks with Obsidian. I have the Obsidian Sync service. And the reason I have that is because I use Obsidian on multiple devices. I mainly use it on my laptop, which is my main working computer. And there I work against a Dropbox folder where it's stored and it's then also running the sync. And that syncs to Obsidian clouds somewhere encrypted and and hallelujah, everything is nice. But I have Obsidian on my iPhone and my iPad and I use uh, Obsidian there a lot actually. And then to do that, I really need to use the sync service. I could use iCloud, but I talked about that in the past where that doesn't really work for my use case. 
but my personal vault works perfectly fine. I never, ever lost anything. So I'm super happy with that. The iPhone I usually use to consume notes, and that is mainly when you go to the dentist and you need the personal number of your kids or something, that type of things. Then I bring up Obsidian on my phone and I found that note and I get the data that I need. It's good for that, but you can't really use Obsidian for more on the phone. On the iPad, however, I quite often write things. It's quite often that I actually write my podcasting script on my iPad in Obsidian, and that is fantastic. So that works quite well, and I think they are getting closer or closer if they haven't already met feature parity. One thing that I, I really dislike with Obsidian which I, in the beginning, thought was really crazy. So Obsidian is an Electron app, and I didn't know too much about Electron or anything about that until my friend Michael talked about it, and he said that's the worst thing with Obsidian, is an Electron app. And Electron is essentially a bundled Chrome that you run a web app inside, so you can run, run a website locally on your computer. And... There is pros and cons with that. The, the, the pro, of course, is that you can easily run it on multiple platforms and it looks the same, it works the same, it's bloody, bloody, bloody. The bad thing is that it doesn't really integrate well with the OS. There are these differences in how Obsidian and window management and all these kind of things works different with Obsidian compared to any other Mac application. And it sounds really, really crazy, but that really bugs the shit out of me sometimes. It's not enough for me to say, screw you, Obsidian, I'll go somewhere else. But it is really annoying. Electron is not a very nice way to, to develop applications. Since it's Chrome, who knows what it's doing with my data. I think I probably could do something very similar to what I have in Obsidian now in Evernote. So if I did a clean start, I, I wiped everything clean and started over with Evernote, I probably could build and find a system in Evernote that is as good and as usable as my Evernote system is today. So that means do not dump everything I find on the internet that I may maybe in the future have a value of into my system because that will just ruin it. That's a really, really bad idea. So if I would have been as rigorous as I am today to actually triage things before I put them into my note-taking system, that would probably have given me an Evernote database that was really good and worked really well. And yes, there was other problems with Evernote that may still be there, like they were losing notes and other problems with with the application. But if that was fixed, I could probably do this in Evernote, everything that I'm doing here at least good enough. So with a clean start, I would get there. And what I mean with this is that I don't think it's only Obsidian as an app that has done this change. It is also the restart to actually start over from the beginning and really think through what I stick into my note-taking app and into my note-taking vault. That is so important. I'm definitely not committed to Obsidian in any way. If there at any point is something that shows up that is at least equally powered, but works better, I would change without a hesitation. But right now, this is the tool that is really nice, works well, 
it's lightweight. It's, there is so many pros with it. So I would say it's it's stupid not to use it. And one year later, I would definitely recommend Obsidian to anyone. It is a fantastically powerful application with a fantastic price. I mean, it's free. You can't really beat that ROI calculation, can you? Okay, guys, this was a long rumble about Obsidian, but there is uh, a lot to talk about. And I could probably continue for another 20 minutes to talk about Obsidian, but let's not do that. Let's go and take a weekend and enjoy the beautiful weather. See you back here on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. Ciao. Martin Uncut, your daily technology dose.